Thank you for tuning into the How We Interview podcast. In this episode, I talk with Matt Williams and George Customs from BlockRec. Uh, they own a recruitment firm that really specializes in Web3 slash crypto. Uh, the reason we're talking today is I think a lot of the ideas and functionality they're introducing to the space plays in uh, every corner of, of the hiring landscape. Really enjoyed my conversation with them. They were up with me late in UK time, uh, but really offered some uh, fantastic insight into like where we stand in hiring today and where there's some opportunities to create matches between employers and talent and doing so in a really anonymous fashion. So with that, I hope you enjoy as much as I did. Thank you for tuning into the How We Interview podcast. I'm Eric Kraljev, and we have our first uh, in the How We Interview podcast. We have got a couple folks on the other line who have agreed to, to join us today. We've got Matt Williams and George Custance. They're co-founders of an organization called BlockRec. I will let them talk about that uh, here in a sec. But gentlemen, thank you for joining. Thanks for that, Aaron. Uh, thanks for having us on. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. It's good to be here. And uh, yeah, first podcast for us, and we're really excited. Uh, and you're you're my first like kind of panel type interview, so we're just knocking like a bunch of firsts out all, all at the same time. I'd love it if you um, you know people are listening and like I've never heard of these gentlemen. I- I'd love it if you can each walk through your background and how you kind of got to where you are today. Sure, yeah. So I'll start. <laughs> um, so yeah, kind of fell into the recruitment industry. I think a lot of people do. Um, my background really was started in door to door sales, um, which is a tough gig. Um, I, from there, I kind of transitioned into a bit of a random role where I was doing a uh, Amazon and yeah, during that time I was really interested in fintech, um, crypto, all that sort of space. Um, and I knew I wanted to do a sales focused role and a people focused role. So I ended up getting recruit recruited for a financial trading recruitment firm. Never done recruitment before. Didn't really know it was the industry or how it worked. Um, sort of learned my craft there really um within the 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 last the well within the next two months of being there um things were going well um sort of understood that kind of have a knack for this industry um and then yeah really decided to go on a different path rather than doing just financial trade and recruitment which is what they were used to there we actually started to expand out into crypto and sort of had a crypto desk within there um and then wider to that we we started um recruiting in the us and uh, a little bit of uh, other markets rather than europe and the uk um but yeah enjoyed recruiting there but it wasn't really what those guys were focused on so george and i just decided to obviously set up block rec uh where we're we're doing um crypto recruitment but yeah that's that's kind of uh, a short overview of uh, my experience so yeah taking it on i mean from my perspective, my my background is very very similar to Matt's, but you know slightly different in the in the beginning stages. So, like Matt said, a lot of people fall into into recruitment. I was one of them as well. Um, I started off. Um, I was uh, doing a five year scholarship for a law firm called uh, Herbert Smith Freehills when I was about sixteen. So that took me through the whole university stages. It wasn't exactly like a law scholarship, but they give you insights as to you know how to be a career professional editing cvs going into you know networking meetings and stuff and you know it gave me a lot of tools that you know was very similar to what we do now in recruitment and i thought that you know it's definitely skills that everyone needs in life but i spoke to a a a legal recruitment firm when i was coming out of the university they was looking to place me for you know a, a legal cashier role 
Um, got through to a final stage, didn't end up getting the role. I was speaking quite closely with the recruitment team there, and we just hit it off. And they thought, you know, we're they're opening a role in a in a junior uh, position uh, as a a recruitment sourcer, and they they thought I could be a good fit. So. Ended up working there for about a year. This was just before COVID. So did about three months worth of training, ended up going on to furlough and then being laid off there. Was looking at my options, wasn't exactly sure whether to continue with it. And then, you know, certain life situations forced me to, you know, go back into recruitment. And I ended up going to the same financial trading firm that Matt uh, was at. And we just hit it off straight away. So, yeah, we was all doing the same thing. We was meant to be focused in, you know, traditional financial trading, but, you know, we wanted to kind of make our own lane and kind of focus on different things. So we both went into the crypto side of things and just did it off as friends. Um, we all had, you know, we both had different different ways of looking at things, but the same passion for the industry. And we decided that it was best to really go our own way. And and now we're here at BlockRec and it's it's been a great start. That's awesome. It's listening to your introductions and thank you for sharing that. It, it A couple of things come to mind. One is I don't think I've ever talked to somebody in recruitment who said, I went to college to, to learn like mm. this or what have you, because I knew I wanted to be a recruiter. I literally, I've talked to thousands and thousands of people in this space. Nobody has said, and I, I, I was eight years old, I wanted to be a recruiter. But here's the I don't think anyone does. I don't I don't yeah. think even they did. I think it was just you find those skills and you know that you like it. And then, you know, it all just falls into the place of, oh, I could use this for something. I mean, the amount of CVs I must have edited my friends at 16, it was just I'm I'm doing this for free. Why not make money from it? So it yeah. ended up snowballing into this uh, into this much bigger thing and here we are. Yeah, and it, and it feels like one of those things. I know it was for me. I was a marketer for 10 years before I even got into talent acquisition. Like employer brand was kind of my off-ramp into recruiting. But once once you, and there are other, I'm sure, other functions that are much like this. But once you get in there, to both your points, it's like, you know that's home. Like, this is a line yeah. where I get skills. This is where I want to be. And and I think that's a big reason why you know you wouldn't know there's they don't teach a recruiting class in, in high school or, or college right it's just something you have to live and experience to know you really kind of fit for it yeah, yeah exactly one of those yeah, industries that will uh, it's quite a steep learning path um, in, in a way especially if you haven't done it before and being an agency. Well, a, a lot of people obviously start in agencies. Some people are lucky enough to go through an internal program and start there. Um, but it's normally quite a tough environment. Um, a lot of these guys are old school, old school sales. And the sort of people focus in terms of like, you know, making sure that candidates are getting the best hiring experience, making sure that they find the best job, et cetera. That sort of thing you have to learn by yourself. Half the time, these guys are just telling you like, look, you just got to make a certain amount of money. You need to meet your KPIs and that's pretty much what you're doing. But the other stuff, you kind of get to know that. And especially when you're working with candidates on a basis and you become quite close with some of these candidates, maybe place them in multiple jobs, um, you kind of understand that the focus really should be on that rather than, you know, the other side of things. So, yeah, it's interesting sort of industry. Yeah, you, you have to have like this... I won't say you have to care about people, but you do. I mean, you need to, it, it's kind of this altruistic thing where you want to see people do well. You want to marry like opportunity with, with the needs of your clients, even though you may be working for a staffing agency or an organization, what have you. 
Um, let's talk about BlockRec. Um, I, I'm sure some people are, are going to see this in the in the the recap for for the the episode and be like, "That's that sounds cool." What is it? Can you uh, tell me how BlockRec came to be and what BlockRec is? Sure. Yeah. So we started BlockRec last year around July 2023. Um, prior to that, it's probably about I'd say a few months. Um, George and I were thinking of leaving our company that we were at. Um, I was really we've we've talked a load of conversation about you know setting up our own firm and really sort of trying to change the recruiting space and do something a little bit different and we didn't think there was that many web free focused recruitment businesses out there there was a lot of fintech focus that was sort of have a desk within crypto etc but there wasn't really anything where you know these guys are doing it 24/7 and really learn the industry inside out so yeah, we took our skills. We decided to partner up because I was mainly client focused. Obviously, I did um, in, sort of, in sort of talent sourcing as well with candidates um, as well. So we both got that three sixty sort of side, but we have different sort of um, skills. Um, so George was more candidate side. I was more client side, and we thought it'd be a great way to sort of partner and um, set up BlockRate. So yeah, we're web free focus recruitment firm um we mainly focus on the the uk european um and north american markets recently we've started looking at apac is is an expanding area for recruitment in web3 um it's just tough in terms of the hours that we're working um so we're, we're pretty much open for business all day long <laughs> from like eight in the morning to about 9 p.m at night to catch the american market so yeah, it's awesome. We're passionate about what we do. And um, yeah, we're just here for the journey and to see how this grows. Yeah. So you're both UK based. So we're getting on to being close to midnight, your time. Um, and that's that's the challenge, right? Is as you look to expand and have like a global presence, you, I mean, do you ever sleep? I mean, how's that work? <laughs> I think, yeah, especially for, for George, I think it's a, a a little bit tougher because he's doing a lot of the candidate sourcing at like seven in the morning for APAC market and then, yeah, staying back. And I, I think I'm doing a lot more of the calling in North America, like, you know, mm -hmm. seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. So, yeah, we it's it's long hours, but we're here to be. definitely stretches your limits. I mean, I, th I think it was only a couple of days ago, um, qualifying a candidate at like three o'clock in the morning and then you have to be up at eight o'clock the next day is you know it's long hours but you know it's, it's very rewarding when it's your own business and you know all of the rewards that come to you come from your own hard work and it all benefits yourself so you know who can complain really is just, just sacrifice at the end of the day yeah absolutely so if, if people are listening to this and maybe maybe not as tuned in to what web3 or slash crypto has been through in the last two and a half years, you all are starting a, a, a crypto or Web3 focused recruiting firm in the middle of a crypto winter, which yeah. in some ways is super challenging, I'm sure, but in others offers all kinds of potential because as as that winter thaws, um, it, it's, it's going to be incredibly, I don't know, fruitful time to kind of pounce because the entire industry will kind of all, you know, experience this uptick. Uh, was that by design? Like we want to get into this while things are are kind of in the, in this crypto winter environment. Yeah, I think it it was a little bit accidental and 
a little bit also by design. I think at mm. first we, we got into this, and I think anyone does this when you have your first business and you set it up. You go, wow, okay, we set it up, super exciting. A month or two later, going, wow, th- this is quite hard to pick up clients now, um, especially during the tail-, tail end of 2023. I think around October, November, really slow. Um, and we're like, oh, was this not the right time to set up a, a business of this this sort? But we also realized that there's a massive opportunity, just like you touch upon, because it's not always going to be like that. This we, we do believe that Web3 is the future uh, of finance. Um, and for us, we, we realized that a lot of the, the sort of businesses that may have wanted to go into this sort of space have either you know closed their crypto desk, looking to go into other areas and that means we're kind of in a niche um and to be honest the the start of 2024 it's been amazing um crypto company is starting to high again um there's been a whole uptake in the sort of jobs that are out there um a lot of candidates are l- looking for roles in this space and yeah the sentiment's been uh, really positive so yeah it, it just shows that you have to stick it out on the market um that may maybe um you know, not the best conditions to start with. Yeah, I think we touched on this a, a couple of days ago, Matt, when me and you were discussing, we talked about, you know, would we have done things differently? I don't I don't think we could yeah. see ourselves doing it in any other time. I think we're discussing about being different in the space and how, how you get to that point. I think the best ideas, how you innovate is having your backs against the wall. There's definitely been times where we've, we've looked at other options and we thought maybe this isn't working and then you start to brainstorm and then new new ideas come out. And we've definitely had some traction in, in developing those and it's now just about pushing them forward as much as possible. We've laid the groundwork now. It's now just about taking the rewards in. This episode of How We Interview is brought to you by Riembi. You understand the importance of maximizing your team's efficiency. Instead of having your recruiters or coordinators spend time with expense reports to reimburse candidates for interview expenses, automate the process with Reimbi. Reimbi streamlines the reimbursement process, ensuring your candidates receive their reimbursement quickly and accurately. Your team can focus on other essential aspects of the hiring process by eliminating reimbursement tasks from their workload. Automating reimbursements is a significant improvement to the candidate experience. No more dealing with spreadsheets, attaching receipts to emails, or waiting weeks to receive the payout. With Reimbi, the reimbursement payout to your candidates is sent the same day expenses are approved. To learn more about how Reimbi can help your team, visit Reimbi.com. That's Reimbi, R-E-I-M-B-I.com. Yeah, absolutely. Could you talk a little bit about how, you know, you talked about how each of you kind of divides and conquers. Uh, Matt, so you've got the, the client side. George, you, you've you've got you've got the candidate side. Can you talk a little bit about how how Matt, like how you engage companies and what that looks like for them? And then and then George, how you kind of, you know, create the the supply for their demand. Yeah, so I think with business development is uh it's quite an interesting sort of art. Um, you have to use so many different approaches. Um, not a lot, a lot of like, uh, not a lot of people like cold calling, and uh, not a lot of people are that good at it. Um, that's something we do. It's it's not my favorite thing to do, but that's part of business development. Um, we use LinkedIn, we use emails, etc. Um, but yeah, we really try and focus on sort of, you know, businesses that we have um, serviced before. That are really in our sector we don't go after anything that just for the sake of it you know oh yeah 
that's some fintech business doing something that's completely irrelevant. Really go after businesses that we have candidates for, that we know that we can find the right talent for and that we, we got the network for. So really my sort of job is making sure that I uh, understand the businesses that I'm going after. Um, I'm more focused on sort of industry knowledge, looking at a company going, oh yeah, that company is relevant to what we do. And then I need to think back, have we done this role before? Are, are, are we good at doing this sort of role? Do we have the talent for it? Um, and if so, if that marries up well, then yeah, I'll, I'll start reaching out on uh, different channels. Um, and I think with us, we, we're we trying to be a modern recruitment business where everything isn't just cold outreach. We really want to focus on marketing and we, we set time aside to do marketing. I think a lot of businesses in this space, especially recruitment agencies, don't see marketing as a, a sort of valued activity. Uh, but for me, I think marketing is really the way way to go. Um, advertise your clients, advertise your, your open positions, um, and advertise what you can do in your niche. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I approach it. And Jordan, so, on the candidate side, because I think one of the things that's interesting about crypto, and I'm using crypto and Web3 interchangeably, not the same thing, but I think for folks that are listening, they're definitely tied hands in hand. And one of the things that's really fascinating is throughout this down cycle, while a lot of organizations in this space have struggled, candidate interest has not dipped at all. Um, I've seen this firsthand where you yeah. may you may be hiring for fewer jobs, but your apps per rec were actually going this direction, 100%. Everything was moving upward. So, so yeah, Jordan, on your side, is you're like trying to cultivate um, clients to represent or clients to help place on the candidate side. How has that been working during this down cycle? So in terms of the philosophy with speaking to candidates, I, I take it on, I, I always think that candidate representation is kind of like solving a Rubik's cube. It's all one big puzzle and it's just about having the right information to put all things in the correct boxes. Um, when Matt does his his uh, client discussions, I'm always present for all of these uh, discussions to take on as much information as possible. Um, really, it's just about, for me, it's about being adaptable, understanding exactly what the client is looking for and then translating that to uh, the candidate as much as possible. So... From our side, we, you know, we've looked at loads of different regions across the globe. I think a lot of places where people go wrong is understanding cultural differences. So sometimes you might look at, you know, companies that are hiring in Brazil or companies that are hiring in China. They're not going to have the same preferences. It's all about understanding what their priorities are, where them, what their focuses are within their own culture, and understanding that perspective. You have to take that on if you're going to, you know, be as successful as you possibly can. Um, on the innovation side, uh, we're gonna we're gonna touch on the uh, on the uh, platform that we're developing at the moment. But it's also about finding new ways of doing things. I think, you know, traditional recruitment agencies they will all focus on you know everything is very linear and it all starts from the same place, which is onboarding jobs and servicing a client. But the the key to that really, a lot of people forget that. You know, candidates are just as much of an asset as as careers are. You can't make money and you can't place roles without candidates. Some somewhere within that, you can sometimes forget to prioritize the candidate and understand how you can maximize your revenue from from these positions. So, if you're taking on a role, you're naturally sourcing for a particular position. So you'll go through your stages. Or, you know, what what these 
candidate video for, you know, and looking at all these different aspects. If you're buying into the candidate just for being a candidate, there's limitless opportunities. You can look at uh, roles in the present. You can look at roles in the future. You can diversify. You can look at all these different options. And we're, we're taking on that uh, that different aspect in setting up this, uh, this platform that we're doing to really give us a way of presenting these people as strongly as possible and giving them the opportunity to build out uh, a, a network of, uh, of positions and give them the best opportunity they can to, to grow in the space, which I think is a, is a priority that's not focused on enough. Yeah, and you're, you're reading my mind. I was going to ask about the platform because so often in, in the staffing business, right, you've got hammers and you've got nails. You've got a job and you've got candidates, but it can be really challenging to help kind of cultivate an ecosystem that not only serves those that you serve on both ends, both from the biz dev side and also from the candidate side, but also like what does longer term relationships look like? Not just filling a role in that point in time. How can I fill your roles now and moving forward, both from your, your client side and your candidate side. Could you spend some time talking about the platform you're developing? Sure. So the platform is called Blackout. Um, so just to give a brief overview, so what it is, it's a platform that allows candidates to register their, their interest and sign up with us. And we present their information, their career history in a completely anonymous way of, of thinking. So there's no names, no faces, no names of previous employers. It's just their experience on paper. When we were drafting this idea, it really came from, like you mentioned, crypto winter has been a very difficult time for a lot of people, whether it's candidates or, or clients from from both sides. Um, we wanted to find a way of prioritizing can candidate-focused recruitment, and we wanted to, un to gather as much information as possible, understand the needs of what these people are looking for and where they see themselves progressing. Um, a lot of situations we found, you know, candidates that have been laid off that they're not sure how to make next move or what, what the market trends are looking like, how to progress in that situation. Even those that survive the layoffs, they're not necessarily sure how safe their position is or whether they're looking at, at potential new opportunities down the road. They want to be able to give themselves the opportunity to look at these uh, look at these trends in the market and potentially put themselves in a position where they can attain these goals without necessarily publicizing that they're looking for a new role because it is difficult you don't want to you know you don't want to upset the wrong people in it, but you also want to give yourself the best opportunity to succeed and and I mentioned this uh, this same word before but it, the idea just snowballed so we came up with this idea of uh, you know qualifying candidates in a deep um, way understanding all of their information and then we pr provide handwritten statements that is based on all of the information that we gather on these calls and all of the information that is based on their cv usually these are structured in a way where you know we'll talk about how long they've been in the industry if there's any particular selling points if they've achieved uh, particular things that are unique and then exactly what they're looking for and then companies can then register their uh, their interest uh, in those candidates online and then we can set up potential interviews if the, if the opportunity is right um you know it, there, there was all that focus on the candidate side but we also wanted to make it you know legitimate for uh, the companies as well we wanted to give them incentive so we provided a way for companies to also advertise their roles on the platform as well completely anonymously and some people would be thinking you know why would they do that but the the thing that we think is well is especially in uh, coming out of the crypto winter the smaller firms the ones that are now receiving seed funding series a funding they're going to be huge players in space you want to give them the best way of uh, of succeeding and developing the, their ideas and their own ideologies that kind of thing 
So by providing them a way of advertising completely anonymously, we do this for free, by the way. So no one's having to spend any, um, you know, any of their marketing funding or anything like that. They've got a select group of highly qualified candidates that they can go after. And also it's more about, you know, anyone like a Kraken or a Coinbase can put out the role and because they have a name brand, it gets seen. What what is more important for us is that the right type of roles are being seen. Who has the best quality in the market, not necessarily the biggest name brand. So putting them all in a way that, you know, everyone's competing on a level playing field, there's no discrimination of any kind, allows everyone to, you know, not only get some information about the space, but also put their best foot forward in terms of this is what I can offer and, and providing the best way for them to to maximize that in a way. So that, that kind of summarizes it as, as much as possible. Um, Matt, do you want to cover anything on that side? Or? Well, to be fair, I think that's pretty much um, everything covered. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. We, we talked about this when we first met um, a little over a month ago, is, is nobody's nailed this and leave it to mm-hmm. Web3 to be able to nail it. But it's essentially a completely anonymous marketplace to match jobs and candidates. Um, on the candidate side, you don't have people chasing brands. You don't have people chasing companies. They're really, mm-hmm. and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they're really expressing interest in roles 100% based on what they see. Like this job sounds like me. It, it's, yeah. it's uh, you're right. Like a Kraken or a Coinbase, people are going to apply for those just for the brand. But in the absence of that, you're really looking at fit. On the flip side, uh, for companies, they're assessing talent just based on the facts not based on, and this is, like I said, a conversation we had earlier, any of these preconceived notions that either the hiring manager, the recruiter, the sourcer has baked into their head. I've worked with really senior people who know better than to have these biases. And I'm here to tell you, we all have them. They are there. And and unintentional bias is, is even the most pervasive kind. So you've removed that entire layer of kind of the matching process with, with your product. Yeah, and I think yeah. the like we we understood that, especially the recruitment agency from the agent uh, from the agency side of things, not the sort of internal side of things. Um, it's not given the best rep in the market, and I think we can all say that. Um, whether it be web free or tech recruitment or some other industry, um, agencies are always looked upon as like either you know doing it for the money, probably just sending loads of candidates through that don't really hit the mark. Whereas we wanted to show that we can bring forth our sort of network and handpick the web free talent to make sure that it actually fits, you know, our clients' needs and also what we're seeing within the market. Um, so yeah, we try really our, our bigger picture for what we're doing at BlockRec and what we're doing with our blackout platform is we really want to change the industry from the the inside out. Um, we want to do something that's a little bit more innovative and try and put the candidates first because. Without the candidates, you know, our industry doesn't exist. Uh, it's a people first industry. Um, at the end of the day, we want to match them with the right sort of roles. Um, and to be honest, it'd be great to follow them along their career. Um, not just place one role, maybe place a few other roles. And it'd be great to sort of partner with, um, you know, the internal talent team and have that open trust between them. I think that's where talent, uh, internal talent and agencies work best when there's trust. When they understand that you're delivering a service that's high quality um, and where you, you, you're really taking time to understand the client and what they need 
and you know what sort of talent they're looking for. But on the other side, you also know the candidates uh, and what they're looking for. Um, so yeah, it's 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 an interesting sort of space. It, you touched on something that I think earlier in my recruiting career, I definitely felt this way. And as I've matured, I don't know what the word I want to use is, but that relationship between external recruiting partners and internal recruiting teams, the more cohesive those relationships are, I think both sides win. I, I think what happens, and it depends on organizations, is like internal teams can tend to, I mean, I don't know if you all see this, they can be kind of defensive, like, well, they're doing the job we couldn't, or they're taking food off my table and filling roles, and I could have filled that role. Why did they go external on that? You want to talk a little bit about how you work with internal talent teams? Yeah, it's always a it's a, it's an interesting sort of balance. Um, it it does make it easier that we are more niche. I think generalist firms probably struggle a little bit more because they're just going after whatever talents, what uh, whatever opportunities are out there, and trying to throw talent at it. Um, we really are picking the the sort of companies we work with, and to be honest, if if the internal team isn't that keen on working with us, really, we for, for us we're not gonna waste our time with those you know sort of internal teams. Um, like I said, the best sort of synergy is when you're actually on the same um, playing field. You're you're on the same sort of um, direction, um, and it's more of a partnership. Um, but yeah, it is tough because they. I, I think it, we've done it to ourselves uh, on the agency side of things because there's such a bad rep. And internal teams, I know they encourage obviously um, reduce agency spend. Like you said, you, you, you're trying to fill roles internally, etc. But there's there's also a need for what we do. We we try and take the roles that maybe might be a little bit harder to fill. Try and reduce the time that you know um, it takes to find that talent, and also introduce you know, some of these companies to talent that they may maybe wouldn't have thought of or, or talent that is completely different, but also very good and exactly what they're looking for. Um, so, yeah, it's always always a weird one. But I, I do like to kind of build a really good relationship and a, a strong relationship with um, an internal team. Um, I don't like to undercut. I know some agencies, they try and go to the hiring manager. I don't, I don't think that's right. If that's your contact within the business, you stay with that as a main contact. You can CC hire a manager, or you can do it the way that the internal team is sort of um, laid out. So, yeah. I think, I think from my perspective, um, I think the way we've described this the whole way through our career is recruitment is a partnership. It's not necessarily, you know, one firm working for the other, et cetera. The, the idea behind working with us is you want to be as flexible as possible to work within the means of the company, but not at the expense of your own ideals. So, you know, this is a collaboration. We do the consulting side. So it's our, you know, like you said, Matt, a lot, a lot of times if you're focused on particular roles within the department, so like, for example, technical recruiters will only focus on engineering, et cetera. Sometimes that limited breadth of view can can sometimes limit your opportunities at knowing what's out there. And it's our job to do the best that we possibly can to educate as well as provide. So, you know, it's, it's about being flexible enough to work with them rather than against them, but also being brave enough to, you know, tell them, you know, maybe look at some of their options or maybe this isn't the right fit. So it's about just be, just being completely truthful. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and and I think it's really well put. I mean, there's 
been volumes written around the the staffing partner and the internal team relationship. And I think you've really hit on the head that it's, uh, and that's one of the things that I probably figured out is like, look, I can make myself crazy trying to fill some of these roles, but it makes internal talent teams really inefficient if you have um, a group of roles that that you're just, just it's like a never ending pit of resources versus bringing in mm-hmm. somebody who's probably more equipped to fill it uh, they have the right talent or they have the right expertise. So you could focus on the other parts of your business and stay as efficient as possible. I, I, I've got a question. Um, I'd love to hear kind of your vision on the future of, of BlockRec, what, what you would like to see in like two to three years. And also like what, ha- what happens if somebody comes to you that's maybe not in Web3 that hears this and goes, this is amazing. Like I, I, I really want to use this, this Blackout platform to really kind of in a in a very anonymous way, identify the best fit for talent, either as a job seeker or as an employer? Yeah, so I think um, the plan is really for block correct. Um, we we kind of focus on quality rather than growing quickly. Um, I know a lot of firms tend to sort of, you know, hire a load of people, want to grow quickly, and then they maybe lose themselves along the way. Um, we're focused with our culture, uh, building sort of block rec the way we want to want to build it um so we're not really looking to hire this year probably might hire next year but we're thinking maybe to hire either senior sort of you know recruitment consultants or even go junior as well and train them up um you know in in sourcing quality people um i think a passion for this industry and a passion for recruitment is important so anyone that we do hire will probably be centered around that and focus around that um and yeah we want a blackout platform to to keep carry on growing um i know you said uh about other industries that that is actually a big plan for us um we're not i think to do that we need to bring in some external talent because i don't want to dilute what we're doing um we're focused on web3 it'd be great to bring in someone that maybe has done another market and then sort of expand that desk um, and expand the platform in that way. Um, but yeah, it, it's still things are quite new and fresh. So yeah, we're constantly adapting. And I think that's the beauty of having such a small business that we're quite agile. Um, we're always thinking of new ideas and uh, always thinking of ways to change the space. Yeah, from my side, I think we, we touched on this beforehand, Matt, um, about you know expanding on uh, the Blackout platform especially, but... Yeah, you know, a lot of this is just expanding into other areas that we want to cover. So, you know, we, we talked about um, one of the biggest things that we find in, in recruitment, especially in a niche market like Web3, we find that a lot of people are interested in the space, but don't necessarily know where to start of, you know, adapting themselves or getting the right experience. And we feel like there's not enough um, upskilling services that, you know, provide that direction and uh, give you the opportunity to know where you're heading. So we wanted to maybe incorporate that into our service as well. Using AI would be a huge tool in achieving that, whether we could, you know, use AI to adaptively craft a, a, a plan for someone to move into a particular industry or particular role set. Um, whether we were looking to, you know, potentially advertise external uh, consulting groups that, you know, provide upskilling services, that could be another partnership collaboration. Um, but yeah, it all depends on the resources. So like, like you said, Matt, we, we'd love to get into other things. It, like you said, if in, anyone's listening to this right now and would love something something like this, the one thing I would say, I would, I'd love to look into other areas. But 
this is about quantity over uh, quality over quantity and you can't necessarily provide the exact same service if you don't have the the same knowledge of the industries that you're looking at we are web3 specialists and we're never going to be able to do something better than we do in web3 we'd love to bring someone on who has that knowledge but at the moment that's just uh, something for the future but never say never there's there's always options out there yeah i, I mean i whatever it's worth like my focus group of one I, I applaud your commitment to quality i've talked to a lot of founders who uh, in the HR tech space or in the in the recruiting space, they grew so quick. You you get one shot at building your foundation, and if you oh, yeah. grow and blow past that phase, you can never go backwards. There's, there's only going forwards, and 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 I think for for you to grow the right way, I mean, they talk about like in basketball, playing basketball the right way. If you grow your company the right way and build your foundation in a very intentional manner, I think you and your organization and really your clients on both sides are going to be better for it. Yeah, I think so, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I agree. You look at the crypto space, and there's many examples of companies growing too quickly, too fast, and um, jumping on that sort of train. So, yeah, it's, yeah you don't have to look very far to see like cautionary tales of <laughs> not to do. It's literally right out your front window, right? So, yeah, hundred percent, gentlemen. I, I I've really enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate your thoughts and and insight to walk me through both not only your own personal background, but why you're doing what you're doing and what what BlockRec is looking to do going forward. Um, how can people connect with you? What's the best way? If like, yeah, I love what these guys are saying. I, I want to learn more. What's the best way to connect? Yeah, there's a there's a few ways to be fair. Um, you can look at our our profile on LinkedIn. Uh, so you could go to our BlockRec page. Um, I think there's also a button there to book in a consultation. If not, you can go to blockrec.io. Uh, we offer our, our client brochure on there, so you can actually have a look at what we're doing and a little bit about the philosophy about you know how we're recruiting. And you can also book in a consultation for the client side with me. Um, on the other side of things, George can sort of talk about how you can get in touch on the Blackout platform. Yeah, so whether it's, you know, applying as a candidate or whether you're looking to, you know, potentially post a role or looking to learn more about us, if you go to uh, blackoutglobal.io, that's where our platform is based, um, it will take you to the main page. There's sides for, you know, looking to post a role or whether you're looking to apply as a candidate. Um, yeah, so when when you register, it will just ask for a couple of details, no more than five minutes to, to fill in. That will then take us to an external database where things filter in. We'll, we'll contact you by email and we can have another discussion. And it's the same on the uh, on the client side. Um, so register on the on the uh, on blackoutglobal.io. Reach out to us and we'll book in a meeting and, and discuss how we can help you. Excellent. And I'll also embed the links in the, in the uh, this episode description so people can click right away from there. Until then, uh, gentlemen, this has been delightful. Thank you for your time. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Uh, thank you. Thanks, so Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the How We Interview podcast brought to you by Riambi. Head to our website at howweinterview.com to find the show notes and links mentioned in this episode. While you're there, subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Leaving us a rating and review also helps us reach more listeners interested in learning from other talent acquisition professionals.